are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime. Prime time. It's XL Prime Time, featuring Joe C. Dang it. Matt Hayes. I'm not running over the Barnett Tower and heaving myself off. Mia O'Brien. One of those bugs just flew in my yeah, mouth. And Leon Searcy. Keep everything above the way. How you like me now? How you like above me the waist? I don't know. I don't know. Not this go around. Uh, anything necessary is what we require right now. Welcome in. It is a Thursday. We are just. just I mean, what in the world is going on right yeah, now? Yeah, Seriously. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Rashada. Oh my gosh! Can we open the show? This guy yes. is so in the rabbit hole. I right got some now. people so, texting so, well, me so here's the thing. if we were going to <laughs> yeah, lead with this, yeah, and I, I said, "Don't worry, we're coming out so, hot." Yeah. Here, let me give it's you a little. Let me give you how that sausage is made. Okay, so yeah. I was supposed to get here early to be with you guys yeah. for a nice interview with Demarcus Ware, who's going to be on. Yeah. It's a great interview you guys did. But I couldn't make it because I had to talk to somebody on the phone, and somebody who was really close to the situation. Let's put it that way. Okay, this thing is a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. And you just I'm going to allow you to connect the dots here, okay? Because I, you know, he promised me not to say specific things, but I can allow you to connect the dots, okay? When he told Miami he's flipping, he's going to Florida, okay? This is Jaden Rashada is for those who are just tuning in. Because Matt thinks everybody knows everything about <laughs> this subject. So this is Jaden Rashada, the five-star yeah. quarterback, who was a four-star. Now he's a five-star. This is the guy who basically everyone in Florida is hanging their entire season on yeah. and maybe their entire future on, okay? The, the Gator fans. They're, like, literally beside themselves right now because of this, this nonsense that's going on. When, oh, by the way, you very easily could just sign Walker Howard, a five-star last year, from the transfer portal, and you're fine. But that's another story for another time. That did not happen. So has not happened, but could. So here's the deal. When all of these NIL deals are signed, okay, when high school kids are coming out, it's not the university that signs them. It's a collective that's not connected to the university. Right. They're not allowed to, okay? So the deal has to be a handshake, a verbal, whatever you want to call it, okay? And it's when you enter school. Enter school, begin classes, then you can sign a contract, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So. Signing day rolls around after the agreement. Signing day rolls around, and lo and behold, the last guy to send his signing his uh, paperwork in, letter of intent, is Jaden Rashada. In fact, if you guys remember, Billy Napier had to delay his signing his signing press conference. Here's the press conference, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to tell you why it was late, but I think you can start to figure out what's going on right now, okay? So now a month later, when he's supposed to sign – Officially, officially, I shouldn't say sign, officially enter school, go to class, get ready for spring practice, right? So there's a month in between the sign. And now, yeah. About a month, okay? Along that month, the Gators didn't get Sam Hartman from the portal, didn't get Pratt from the portal, didn't get Grayson Marshall. Grace Marshall, I keep saying Grayson yeah, Grace McCall. Grace McCall from the portal. They got Graham Mertz. So suddenly... Jaden Rashada has leverage, a lot of leverage, because Florida's quarterback room looks like Graham Mertz, who got a beloved coach in Wisconsin fired last year, and Miller, who looked awful against yeah, Oregon It looks State. like garbage. So he's got leverage. Again, I don't need to like connect the dots for you, but I just connected the dots for you, if you know what I mean. One thing was offered, 
back in November, be it him, his dad, his quote-unquote advisor. Representative. Whatever you want to call him. Came back with a different number. Is it safe to say they... And, and the guy who runs the collective that is for the high school recruits told him to, you know, mm-hmm. what do we call it around here? Double shotgun. Yeah, kick rocks. Right. Mm. Yeah, kick rocks. Uh, so I, I can tell you this. If I'm Billy Napier, the first thing I say is I don't publicly say we're done with him. Mm-hmm. We're done. Yeah. And if I'm the collective that goes after the high school kids for, for Florida, if I'm the guy that runs that, that would be Hugh Hathcock, mm-hmm. I say we did this, 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 and this, and this happened. We're done. And let it be known. Just, we're just, done. Just know this. Gator fan out there is feeling like their coach is failing them, and there's something, He's not something wrong in the system because not players are, are turning and, and heading in the other direction, either those that were there or those that were supposed to come. So, Leon, when, when you think about this, I mean, what what pops to mind? I mean, this is – Hang I, on real quick. I, By I, the way, the $13 million number, laughable. Of course it is. The quote I got was a fraction of that. And I said, how much of a fraction? He said, a very small fraction. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the response, once you know it was time to go to class and sign up and everything's good and this is how it works, was much more than the minor fraction. Yeah. Uh, unintended well, consequences is what I call it. I like players getting well, <clears throat> an opportunity, but, man. Well, listen, I, I, you know, I knew this was going to come. I, you know, you take something so beautiful, the NIL, with intent of playing players who hadn't been played over the last 100 years in the NCAA. I love that part. Finally, they're going to get there just doing 100%. Love 100%. It. Absolutely love it. Love it. But then there's people, representatives, that come in and muck up something so beautiful. All right? They, you got a beautiful garden, and they got their, they got their mud stompers on. They're just walking right through the grass, okay? That's what they're doing. That's a great way to put it. It actually. is. That's what they're doing. They're absolutely doing. And these kids are being advised by people who are going to get a percentage of money yeah. that is going to be made off of their talent. That's uh, ex- essentially uh, what's going on. I'm going to steal part of what you just said. It was perceived for the long time that they haven't been paid, that they were, quote, being used by the school. Mm-hmm. Now they're being used by the people around them. Absolutely. They are pawns. I'm yes, going to take are. you behind the scenes how the sausage is made here like at 1010XL. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guy Spielberg, Graham Cam, just alerted our multimedia team. Wait a minute. We have Graham Cam and Fan Cam yes, in the building at the Graham same time? Cam. I don't know uh-huh. if that's legally allowed. This is crazy. Uh, JJ will get a kick out of this. Uh, he has taken down uh, – the Jaden Rashada news on our social channels since it is quote still in limbo. I'm sorry calling you out, Graham, but yeah. that but that's the thing is yes, it is still in limbo. I respect journalistically maybe removing that, but we talked about this in the pre-show and Hayes Carlion went on a tear about it yesterday on the Frangie show. If you're a Florida Gators fan, this is where Billy Napier. I understand he has nothing to do with this NIL money, but this is where he has to draw a line in the sand. He has to say no. You are not going to manipulate the University of Florida and all of its various extremities. Yeah. This the, is not allowed. Yeah, as the story goes, they relented last year because others were doing it, and then they had to come to the party with cash, and and now it, it's become, in a very short amount of time, uh, for some, an uncontrollable situation. Well, how about the fact that he stood up there at signing day, which, again, as Matt alluded to, yeah. they had to wait to begin signing day because he hadn't signed the letter well, of right. intent it, because he was playing was, hardball, and said that – Jaden Rashada chose Florida based on his great relationship with the coaching staff, and he loves the University of Florida. Meanwhile, well, meanwhile, for that entire day, just stabbing the dark, what do you think he was doing? Well, he or well, his advisor? Well, why, why hasn't Florida unleashed their secret weapon, <laughs> which is Tebow? 
you know, Tebow coming, it could change the world. Yeah, that's, that's a friend huh? of the No, that's, you, that's your secret yeah. weapon. Yeah. Why not use him? Now, all of a sudden, the secret weapon has to bring a checkbook with him as well. Okay? <laughs> Tebow, super, Superman's got to get Superman checks out, and he's got to uh, stroke that check, uh, which is just it, – it is crazy. It is crazy. All right. Now, uh, we – I I mean, I've been robbed of my – my Thursday, Maddie. I'm sorry, just, bro. I had to get that. I, I mean, it's just we like, didn't hear the it's, rebel it's yell, so, bro. I mean, it's just so the whole thing because because I, I was driving home. This broke right right after our show. Oh yeah. And I'm listening to the Frangie show, and those guys are literally, you know, they're Gator fans, right? Right. They're losing their mind. Right. Literally losing their collective minds. And I'm thinking, this cannot be how this is. I love Carline to death. Yeah. This cannot be what it is. So I had to start making some calls, and mm-hmm. I got to a guy who knows it, and. Mm-hmm. De Niro, De Niro, De Niro. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's unfortunate. What you said is exactly right. Yeah, yeah. They've gone from universities using them yeah. to advisors using them. Oh, my gosh. And, and they are. And they are a used commodity is what they are. Uh, you know, they're uh, same thing, same thing. All right, I've I got to get it out. And, and listen, all of Duval, can we get the yell going right now? Because this is the weekend. It's on Thursday as we get ready for a Saturday night kick. There we go. That was almost cathartic right we there, We do have... Gator Joe had to let it out. We Yeah, that was actually... But he wasn't bit. panicking. Yeah. Mac was panicking. Well, I, the thing 100%. is... 100%. Hey, I, I look at it like, look, I... I told, he was already into the we don't need him anyway. Already. I, told, well, uh, I wish I I wish I knew the answer to which ones were going to be great and the other ones that were going to be bums because uh, I'd be a real smart recruiter uh, if I knew that. But I look at JJ and, you know, you just like, you reach a point where, you know, like, uh, at what cost? Just go out there and compete. Let's quit, uh, you know, buying thoroughbreds. You know, they, they train them every year to go to the Kentucky Derby, and they hope they got a winner, but they have no idea. And and so just go get your team and coach them up. And and and, and I mean, it's no different than this franchise. There's a lot of fanny kissing whole, and check writing. Yeah, right now. it's this franchise and the Titans. Well, we haven't beat them, and just go play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just go play, man. Uh, if you're prepared, you can win. Yeah. Ah, all right, so. We got the Jaguars to get into. Injury report, it's still basically the same. Okay, it hasn't changed much. You're still looking at your long snapper who's trying to, to, to gut it out and get through it. But the other guys, Riley Patterson, the, the knee, seems like it's going to be okay. We know that Trevor's going to pra- practice, uh, and, and they will go into now uh, kind of a walkthrough mode for a Saturday game. But nothing other uh, big piece of news injury-wise other than, once again, Mike Williams did not practice. Yes, and Mike Williams was the only player who officially did not practice on the Chargers injury report. Um, only other real notes was the fact that Jamal Agnew, once again, listed as limited, and then also uh, – Kendrick Pryor, yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. Sixth wide receiver yeah. on the roster popped up with a shoulder injury that he did not have on Tuesday. Um, but other than that, same old same. Brandon Scherf continues to battle with that abdominal injury, and then of course Trevor Lawrence with the toe, and then as you alluded to, Ross Matisic with the back injury. But Riley Patterson was a full go. Heath Farwell saying yesterday he was just sore on Tuesday, so they gave him the day off. Yeah, it's good. If he kicks, listen, if, swing if, the if, leg. If he's making all his kicks on Saturday, yep. no one's going to care. I apologize for firing you early in the year. Swing then the leg. practice on uh, Tuesday. I do want to note this as well because this just came out from the Jaguars, yeah. so um, we could do a double that. Why uh-huh. not? Uh-huh. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Upon entry into Saturday's game, the first 64,500 fans through the gates will receive white rally towels celebrating the AFC South Division championship. So this mm. goes. This goes it's to be a whiteout. Is that what? Yeah, you're yeah. Be? This goes so to what, the thing, one they, of our. They haven't announced yet yeah. if 
fans are going to, you that's know, what, well, that's what we have our, to wear a certain color. Yeah, like la- last week, it was everyone's wearing teal. Yeah. They haven't announced a dress code. Right. It's but just that's they're going to be given towels. suggested yesterday. Let's get the white out going because it will be a teal white combo. Uh, for the night game, and yeah, let's do it. Is it going to be like the Penn State whiteout where the, they have like the Navy S in the middle of it? Yeah, I'm not Could sure. Could it be like a Jaguar logo in the middle of it? Let's just take baby steps here. I don't know whether we can make mm. it that, uh, you know, that they're all that organized. But Can't be that difficult. But, you know, we, we're a low. They're figuring it out at Penn State. I mean, come on. If they can figure it out in Happy Valley. Yeah, that's true. We can a, get it done here. We're a low-voltage city, and now it's been recommended to. Low voltage. It's, it's been recommended to unplug all of your chargers Saturday. <laughs> just unplug them all, Okay. Just don't charge everything up before that and then unplug. How very green of you, JoJo. Yeah, unplug. We're going green. Unplug the chargers on Saturday. All right. XL Primetime. We got a bunch for you. DeMarcus Ware, a potential Hall of Famer. We'll have a conversation with him. Fan Cam has brought the chili in. We got it all going on a Thursday as we get revved up for Saturday night. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we've got some news here locally. We'll get to that in one moment. Do want to get to the news around the National Football League that according to Adam Schefter slash the NFL's official news, if there is to be a neutral site AFC championship game, again, that would only happen if it is played between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. It will now be held in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. (laughs) Uh, whatever it's just and and you know what is the likelihood of the bills and chiefs playing it's probably more likely than not okay because it's it's going to be it's going to be the cincinnati Bengals that can break up this party but i just think this is absolutely ridiculous well i said if you know your jacksonville jaguars crash the party that would be a nice home field advantage but if the jaguars were to make the afc championship game it would not be in atlanta this is only buffalo and kansas city yeah only buffalo and kansas city all right one more that yeah that just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have announced, drum roll please, that the first Duval at Saturday's game will be delivered by Jaguars legend Big John Henderson. Go, Big Hendo. That ain't good enough. You gotta slap the blood out my mouth. Let's go, baby. Whoa! That's now, what we want. Listen, we get some of that on Saturday. <laughs> We're going to have some fans trying to win in the walls now. <laughs> Big hen dog, huh? Wow. We got to get him on tomorrow. We're going to get him on. We're going to get him on. Absolutely, we got to get him on. You're reaching out to him. Hopefully, we'll get him on tomorrow because we're yeah. going to try and go Jaguar, Jaguar, Jaguar. We will have the mayor, Lenny Curry, in studio with us tomorrow because tomorrow's just going to be such a good day. So, we're going to try and go Jaguar, 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 uh, have as many on as we possibly can, and then you can get ready uh, for – the huge Jags pep rally. The Frangie show will be at Dick's Wings on San Pablo. That's San Pablo in Beach. You got tickets, autographed merch, raffle, free prizes, broadcast. And my Bud Light boys have said the first 100 Bud Lights, the first 100 drafts are on them. And they will be bringing in prizes as well. So make sure Dick's Wings, San Pablo, and Beach Boulevard tomorrow afternoon beginning at 3 with the Frangie show. Seeing a lot of folks on Twitter saying that we need to ensure that Joe, uh-huh. ma- maybe that'll be you, Joe yeah. Joe Coward, uh-huh. uh, needs to be there for someone to slap Big John. <laughs> hey, I don't know whether, uh, you know, the old Joe, if they could bring him out of retirement, but I'll that guy him. did a damn good job of <laughs> slapping I'll, John. I'll slap him before the... You'll slap him? Before. If you want me to, I, I would kind uh, of slap not going you to slap Of course he's not going Those hands? Slap. I know. I would be scared that I'd I was be just going to say you that, might be you might be scared to do it. Actually. Well, I would I would be scared that I'd be the one Joe that Big Joe. John would say, "Oh no, hell no," and he'd just slap me right back, and then I'd be gone, <laughs> dead. 
I, forever. I appreciate this one yeah. um, on my Twitter timeline. Thank you to at Hey, I'm just Kelly. I hope that Hendo gets Tony Khan to slap him too. That would be electric. <laughs> Maybe this is a little AEW well, Jags crossover we've yeah, been waiting true. for. You absolutely know he's going to have somebody slap him before he yeah. says Duval. I do right? love If you he does that. that, he's exactly how you he's described it. He's absolutely going to have someone slap him. That place will go crazy. Go crazy, absolutely. Now, we're trying for Big Hen tomorrow. We don't know if we'll <clears> give, get him to we're tell gonna us get him. Secrets, We're going to get him. Uh, or not, but uh, the other special treat that we had today in fan camp, you've already heard if you keep listening to 1010XL, 92.5 FM all day, but a round of applause for fan cam for coming in all teeled up, and he brought us some of his signature chili and a rib bone uh, as a nice little uh, extra fan cam. Excellent work. You Excellent guys work. deserve it. You guys do a great job, and I felt so bad with the uh, opening inaugural chili breakfast on training camp's opening day. And you- yep. Your station went through the chili by 11.20. I couldn't believe they, they that. They love one. you here, by the way. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. I felt really bad. I scurried out of here before Joe could look at me and uh, got home. And then I got a text from E saying, you know, these guys really wanted some chili, so I felt extra bad. So I figured we'd come full circle and drop you guys off a little chili and ribs and maybe a little bit of uh, sweet poppers as well. Yeah, he has. The sweet uh, poppers were These epic. are like, like, I love – you know, a brew out of a mason jar, but these are like little tiny mason jars, probably no more than what? Uh, oh, that's the cello. Four, that's, four, that's four ounces, maybe. That's the cello. Le- lemon cello. That's a good guess. That looks like a four ouncer to me. Is that half gone already, Joe? No, 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 not yet, not yet. I'm a sipper. You know that. <laughs> Just uh, kidding. Uh, but uh, it's lemon cello is like a liqueur, lemon liqueur yeah. and vodka. It, it basically, you sit there and you. How long do you have to ferment this bad boy? Well, uh, it's fifty-fifty grain and vodka. Yeah. So that that brings it up, uh, you know, into the one fifteen range. Uh, it has a little more kick than just the vodka. Spends about two to three months in with the zest. And the trick I like to do, I shouldn't be telling people this, but uh, <laughs> I re-zest every week during that three-month process. I re-zest every week, too, whether, oh my. whether my wife likes it or not. I, I bet she week. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and then, then after a couple months with the zest, you roll in a 50-50 of simple syrup mm-hmm. and uh, give that another month or two. Like I said earlier to Mike, the wife likes to break it out right away. Yeah. And, uh, and so the whole process, ideally, is somewhere around four or five months or longer. Wow. This Myers Lemoncello... Um, batch is about seven or eight months old. That's beautiful. That is perfect for Please a Saturday night. Please tell me you have night. like a Myers lemon tree in your backyard that you I do. Yeah. I knew it. I knew and, and, it. And that's perfect for a Saturday night celebration with the playoffs. My, my, my buddy down the street, Kevin the Southie, he is a limoncello expert, and you are you rival him. I can just tell you that because you did the lime cello last time. Uh, we do a lot. Everything's from uh, homegrown citrus from the yard. Yeah. We do a lime cello, a honey bell, a, a honey bell a orange cello, mm-hmm. and then a calypso cello, which is kumquat, orange, lime, and lemon. So we do four or five different types, and uh, I'll I'll look forward to some feedback from your neighbor. All right, we will if definitely... he gets a shot at it. Hey, if yeah. you see me like picking fruit in your backyard, just ignore me, okay? You don't you don't <laughs> need to skulk around. Anything you want, just stop on by and bring your wedge because right, we'll buddy. we'll play the seventeenth uh, a couple times. How long did right. it take you to do your beard? He's a fan cam. We'll, we need to take a picture of him inside the studio, unless unless uh, yeah, we'll take a nice picture in the next yeah, break. We'll yeah. get him with the ten ten XL sign. But, but you he, got the teal working. Yeah, it, first time I've ever done anything like that. It took a couple applications, and uh, I forget it's even like that. And I notice people are staring at me, or you know, and uh, get More a comment, usual. and I'm oh, that's mm-hmm. right, I got a weird looking. Teal beard. Well, we were talking about it earlier. He he, he brought the, the the teal dye, so I I will rock the teal goatee tomorrow uh, in honor because uh, fam cans bring me along. 
And I said, if they make the playoffs, I'm doing it. Uh, we've got plans uh, coming up very soon for for the big surs, for the big man. Yeah, I, I've moved oh, uh, the tattoo from the forearm to the, the bicep. You are going to the guns. Yeah, I'm going to the guns. Wow. Because I, I did some oh, extra wow. curls for him, too. That's you good. did? Just make some curls. That's going to take a lot Sorry. more ink. Huh? That's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. But I moved it from the, from the, from the forearm. Uh-huh. And now it'll be on the it'll be on the. Oh, look at him! Yeah, we yeah, do right? still need to finalize. Yeah, this. I feel like we have. That might be our best live yeah. show. We're gonna. Yeah. Don't worry if you can't make it out. We're gonna go Facebook Live for it. Like yeah. it is gonna be the most epic prime time I think there's ever been. Well, I, I at Leon's. He's smiling right now. He hey, listen. Yeah. He, you called it. You're the I one. Called who it. Got Absolutely. him going. Got him going, baby. All right, fan uh, camp. Thank you very much, bro. Uh, what you got Saturday awesome. night? Uh, what's that? What's your gut? 34-13 Jags, and that's because we take our foot off the pedal late in the fourth. That's wow. not a, that's not nice. a bad Love it. Yeah. Is that before or after the big John Henderson announcement? I, yeah, I almost ran through a wall just listening to that right here in the studio. <laughs> I could have got in <laughs> a lot of trouble. Want. I mean, uh-huh. it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, to be hanging out, sitting, you know, rubbing shoulders with a all-pro Jaguar and rapping with you guys is a bomb for a fan like me, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Fan Cam. We appreciate, appreciate you, it, bro. Buddy. All right, we got DeMarcus Ware coming up, uh, a guy who is a potential Hall of Famer joining Tony Baselli and the rest of the Hall of Fame coming up. You'll hear from him right here on XL Primetime. Jacksonville, let's get up, baby. Stand up. Let's go, baby. It's game time. You ready? I'm ready. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. That was a sampling of what Big John Henderson will provide for the Duval faithful on Saturday night. That was actually from October in the parking lot. So sweet. Of a game. So if that's just in the parking during lot. During a losing streak. During a losing streak. I don't even want to know what this man is going to sound like when he is all hyped up on the pedestal, up on the podium with the bell ringing. Is someone going to slap him in the him in the well, face? We don't know, but well, first of all, I've, I've hung out with Big John. That's that's a Monday for Big John. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't even a Sunday. <laughs> that's, not even a Sunday. that's a Monday for Big John. Oh, I, I listen. I can't wait to see it because that will be electric. Oh, and, uh, and, and, and I think we do need to do with that because we've got to get to this Demarcus Ware interview. But uh, for the other part of it that we were just talking about a second ago, that just. Happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we did want Paul of Duval. There, there's no doubt that we wanted Paul of Duval back uh, with his rock and guitar and uh, uh, the Duval Kenny Line band. But I had a feeling that it still would have some Duval flavor to it. In the great Derek Trucks, Susan Tedeschi, Tedeschi Trucks band will perform the national anthem. Wow. So a round of applause because that will certainly be... Duval through and Derek Trucks and Susan, diehard, diehard Jaguar fans. Uh, and not only that, phenomenal musicians. Yeah. But I will say this. They better bring it, man. Oh, I know. I know. Our boy got after it, man. Yeah. But this I will not forget. Uh, Dave Matthews Band uh, in concert, how much respect she has. He brought her up on stage and they performed live. So, no, they're phenomenal. Oh, no doubt about yes. it. All I'm saying is they better bring it. That's I all. know. I know. Look, Paul Duvall set the bar Paul very high. Paul Duvall, like, knocked it out. That was Mickey Mantle. That was about a 500-foot shot to yeah. left center. As we're was. talking about what uh, what tattoo parlor we're going to hit up for yeah. Leon's tattoo, yeah. I do think we need to pay a visit. I know it's after hours for us. Mm-hmm. 
to a Paul of Duval show. Oh, I want to see it. We need to be witness. Yeah, I, I want to see what his what he his is cover. on Facebook, by the way. When yeah. I shared that interview um, on the 1010XL channels, yeah. he's got a personal Paul Wayne music page. Uh, Duval County Lions got a Facebook page. So nice. go check them out. They post about all their shows. Yeah. Uh, Isle of Wild, one of his places over there in Putnam Hall and in, in, in Crescent City. Uh, that I loved. All right, let's uh, get to Demarcus Ware. XL Primetime, we can't. We can't get excited enough about the Jaguars playing the L.A. Chargers Saturday night, but we know a guy that's been in the trenches just like Leon Searcy as we say hello to DeMarcus Ware, who is a Hall of Fame finalist. So we'll start off with that as we welcome you in, DeMarcus. How are you? Hey, man. Thank you for that nice intro. How is everybody going? Doing? We're doing great, man. Mm-hmm. We're fired up for this game. We're going to ask you about the Jags and the Chargers and a few other playoff games, but just start off with, you know, I, we know how good you are, but how much of it is an honor to be a finalist and potentially being being able to put on a gold jacket in August? I mean, you played, and you know exactly, you know, how hard it is to be, first of all, to play in the league for a long time, but then be in a echelon of guys that we looked up through to, and your name being, okay, part of that as a finalist and probably making the Hall of Fame and being so consistent. And for me, it's still like one of those dream things where every single time I wake up in the morning, I got to pinch myself a little bit and say, dang, this can happen, man. Like, this can actually happen because out of all the guys that we know that we play with and been in the league with, there's a lot of freaking great players, and you were one of them. So um, I just think that, you know, this right here is a, a great honor. And, you know, every year that, you know, you're a finalist, you know what, you, you're knocking on that door to try to sort of get in that game again. Now, DeMarcus, uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations on being the finalist. And uh, second of all, I wanted to reminisce about the fact that uh, I remember I was an offensive line coach at FIU, and there was a certain guy that we played against that worked us for four sacks in that game. And John, Shan- <laughs> and John Shanahan right down to this day is an accountant, thanks to you. So I just wanted to put that out there. I remember when you worked <laughs> us when I was a coach at FIU. And uh, congratulations again. But how you know what, DeMarcus, it's funny that you talked about that. You know, I played 11 years in the league, and uh, I didn't have a fondness for the guys or appreciation for the guys that I played with until I retired. And I played with Damani Dawson, Rod Woodson, Tony Baselli. It's just not now I have more of a fond appreciation for them as players maybe that I took for granted when I played with them, how great they were. Yeah, and, and, and that's the one thing that I, I see, too. And a lot of guys hit me back and are like, beware, I'm so – glad you taught me this. I didn't realize how important it was. I know what it meant now to wear that, that T on your chest and you teaching me and doing the things that we did. I'm glad we won that championship together. And now we, you sort of realize and you reminisce on all the stuff that you did me for 12 years and you go back and be like, wow, man. Now everything that you did, all that hard work can get, get solidified by putting that yellow jacket on and say, you know what? Job well done. You did it. Speaking with Demarcus Ware on the Farah and Farah phone line. Demarcus, I know uh, you've really relished in the opportunity to teach the next generation of young pass rushers. So we'll ask you a little bit about some of the Jaguars' pass rushers and if you've observed them at all and kind of your thoughts on them. But first and foremost, kind of building off of that mindset of now looking back at your career, what has it been like for you to give back to the game as a consultant, as a teacher to the next generation? I think when God gives you a platform to be able to give back and an opportunity to change lives, but it keeps going. It keeps blessing others. So when I'm able to help these guys out, if it's, you know, off-field work, if it's mentorship, if it's, 
you know, you want to be a better pass rusher, I give it, I give it 100%. Knowing that it's going to tenfold give back to others like with Vaughn. Vaughn now the won multiple Super Bowls, went to certain teams, helping those guys out. But I see so many things that I taught Vaughn, and now he's teaching these other guys. And that's the mentality that all of us teachers and, you know, mentors should think about. It's not about how much money. It's about what I can give that's going to keep giving, and that's for free, and that's your time. I hope more and more of the young guys that are coming up, especially with everything that's going on with the NIL, remember those words. Those are wise words. We're talking with DeMarcus Ware. He's here courtesy of Bet Online. You can definitely check out Bet Online, updated Super Bowl and conference futures, along with the Jaguars uh, as an underdog against the L.A. Chargers. So let's get to the wild card round, the super wild card round. They're calling it DeMarcus. And, and Trevor Lawrence versus, say, a Joey Bosa in some of the matchups that you might look at when you see Jacksonville versus L.A., what pops for you? I look at both quarterbacks. One is a little bit more mature than the other, but one has a little bit more swagger, right? I'm talking about Herbert. Like, Herbert's been playing pretty consistent, right? And then you got Trevor. But Trevor is a guy that brings a little bit more edge to the team. That's why they are where they are right now, and I think that. And everybody's leaning towards the Chargers, saying, hey, they're going to win this football game. But if Trevor gets in there and he brings an edge to the game, they'll have a chance to go to that next game to keep playing, and I'm excited to see this crazy playoff. Like you said, wild card, crazy wild card weekend. I'm excited to see it. Now, DeMarcus, a lot is going into this game as far as playoff experience. This Jacksonville Jaguar team is relatively young. It has no playoff experience. I think that's a good thing because they're playing with house money. I mean, what do you, what do you, what's your take on that with this wild card weekend? When you, when you don't know, and you just getting out there and competing and saying, I want to win a football game, that's one thing. But And that's like that, that preseason, regular season game. The W's and L's, you get plenty of those. But now going into the playoffs, there's only one win that gets you to carry over to the next game. And an L, guess what, means you don't have any more games and you're just going to have this offseason to get to start it all back over again. And all the guys have that mentality and they know that. So hopefully – when the young guys and this young team gets up there and say, hey, we can be the spoilers. We can spoil some of these teams that are mature, that they don't even expect for us to win. We can get in here and prove a point that, you know what, it's not about age. It's about the want to, to win these football games. All right, DeMarcus, I teased it earlier, so let's dive into it. Pass rushers in this game. We can talk about Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen here locally, what you've seen from them. But I'm also curious your take. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, where do they rate in the lineage, in the history of pass rushers, at least here in the contemporary modern era? Uh, I, I would, two of the best rushers that I've seen, especially that type of fandom, I mean, Khalil Mack, I didn't know he was that big until I was able to, you know, mentor him and teach him a little bit. He's a big dude and a stand-up guy, a guy that I'm not talking about a three-point stand, um, defensive end guy, but he can stand up, stop the run, and a power guy that can still bend the ball around the corner. But with Bosa, it's one of those things where I look at him, I'm like, what can he not do? Bend around the corner, spin move, power move, go underneath. Um, And then both of them – being in tandem, being able to do what they do, um, it, it's just phenomenal to see. And it was the same thing like with me and Vaughn. It was me on the uh, right side, being able, a power guy, being able to bend and ball around the corner. And Vaughn was more of their finesse guy. And being able to 
have that type of tandem together, it, it was a sight to see. We're talking with Demarcus Ware, hanging out with us, courtesy of Bet Online. You can take a look at all the odds with the Super Bowl and all the playoff action at BetOnline.net. So, Demarcus, when when you take a look at the other games, real quick, because I know that you probably are looking at a few of these other ones, uh, are the Eagles still the team to beat in the NFC in your mind? And your old Dallas Cowboys are, are they coming in limping, or, or are they ready to roll? I think the Cowboys are going to be ready to roll, but you're actually going down to Tampa Bay and. You know, Tom Brady is Mr. Playoff. So, so you kind of make sure you have everything together when you going down there and playing playing Brady. You know that a playoff game is totally different than a regular season game. Um, I mean, and some of these other crazy games where I'm looking at the Giants and the Vikings, I'm like, the Giants can actually beat the Vikings because they're just playing really well. And with the Bills, you know they're going to come in. They already got the momentum going. But if the marshals up at that game, it's going to be like God just put his hands on that team and say, you know what, here's a Super Bowl trophy if you guys really want it because I just put the Holy Spirit on his hands. Might have. <laughs> now, uh, DeMarcus, we do have to ask you about the other team that you played for during your time in the National Football League, the Denver Broncos, obviously. A coaching search underway once more out there in Mile High City. And so I'm curious, your perspective, you know, how, how close are you still with that organization and what do they need as they move on from Nathaniel Hackett and look to a new regime? I still talk to a lot of the guys up there, so really close to um, some of the big hitters up there, but I just know that they have to not think about an offensive-minded coach. They've thought about that ever since Peyton Manning left, and they've been trying to find that puzzle piece, and they have not, which has been, what, six years since I left. But they've never thought about a defensive-minded coach, bringing back the orange crush. And if they do that, now you can solidify an awesome defense up there in Mount High and then get a um, – a sort of consistent offense that can score some points. Now, Demarcus, I'm a, I'm a, I believe that you speak things into existence, so I'm going already to call it, and it's going to manifest in your life. So, when you become a Hall of Famer and wearing that gold jacket, who are you more likely you want to see at the Hall of Fame once you get there? Because we all grew up as fans of the guys before us. Anybody in particular, when you get there, that you definitely grew up watching and you definitely want to see when she become a Hall of Famer? A couple of guys I know that I want to see is Michael Strahan. He mentored me in college. He mentored me because when OC was there, he mentored me through the NFL and being able to um, just be in the midst of now on the same team. I played against him in the NFL and NFC, but now you're on the same team with that yellow jacket on. That is a, a dream. And I also want to look Walter Jones in his face and say, you know what, man, you are my nemesis. <laughs> I could, it took me nine years. Took me nine years to beat you, and I knew I arrived when I first I got my first sack on you. So it's one of those things where it will be that new locker room feel, and I get an opportunity for one more time to walk through that stadium, not with a with my shoulder pads on, but with that gold jacket and electrify the fan one more time. Yeah, it, it'll be awesome when you when you go through that gold jacket gauntlet. You will feel it. I can guarantee you that. And uh, you know, uh, much Woo! luck. Yeah, much luck and much praise. Uh, listen, Demarcus. Thank you, buddy. We always enjoy visiting with you. You can follow him at Demarcus Ware on social media, uh, and we appreciate it. 
All right, thank you so much. All right, DeMarcus Ware coming to us courtesy of Bet Online. Don't forget BetOnline.net. Updated Super Bowl and conference futures. And the Jaguars, an underdog, take the points. Cerse was the first to say Hall of Famer, right? No question. Oh, yeah, yeah. First ballot. Yeah. This is his first ballot, right? I believe this is the first time. Yeah, yeah, he'll be, he'll be he, one. He said he retired yeah. six years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he, I also like that he gave Joe props for playing in the NFL. I played the game. The yeah, you played the St. Joe. Yeah. Uh, and we completely forgot, flashes. by the way, since he texted me. 48 minutes, never left the field. <laughs> we completely forgot to ask Love DeMarcus that. Ware about his time with Coach Campo. Yeah, who texted true. me and said, "Did you say hi to Demarcus for me?" Yeah. So, I know, and I think Coach was thinking it was live, so we would have been able to, to tell him. But yeah, Coach certainly knows him uh, as far as you know. One of the guys. That, that, I'm telling you what, that guy. The, look how quickly he got to 100 sacks and just all the moves that he had, and he still passes on some of that knowledge and technique to some of these other guys. So Coach can definitely chime in on him uh, before or when he drops by uh, in just a little bit. All right, JJ. Uh, before we hit the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to get back in the Jags. Uh, we sir, If you miss what Matt had to say about Jaden Rashad of the Florida signee, uh, and you're a Gator fan and you were just sunk in your chair, uh, J.J., make him happy. At least try and make him happy. So you guys are on a win streak in basketball. Damn right. Basketball yes. school. Absolutely. So I have tickets for you guys. This is this upcoming Saturday. Don't worry. The game is uh, well before the Jags game. It's at 3 p.m., so you can go watch the game and find somewhere to watch the Jags game after. So Gators versus Missouri this Saturday, 3 p.m. I have a pair of tickets to caller number four right now at 641-1010. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So no one has been able to take down the Georgia Bulldogs the last two college football seasons. However, a new opponent has suddenly emerged. PETA. That's oh. right, everyone. <gasps> people, people who eat tasty animals? No. Or? People for the ethical treatment of animals. Oh, that's Fired a off call. a letter to University of Georgia President uh, Jerry Moorhead this week asking the school to replace its iconic <laughs> English bulldog no. with a human. With a human. Did they send one to Did Tennessee, they have to put too? put a human in the cage? Did they send one to Butler? There's my, many uh, schools that have dogs, and they're yeah. all wonderful. With my. a human. The PETA club that I am wow. uh, a part of, uh, people who eat tasty animals, I do not want to replace them with humans. I do well, not. Uh, I would reject that notion. Well, um, Bulldog is about the most popular mascot that's out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? During the game, it looked like Uga that wasn't wasn't feeling that shirt they were trying to put on him. <laughs> he, he did well, look he like, like he looked a little upset. Yeah, he so, looked like he was dealing with the flu or the. Might, he might. It might have just been like a tactical thing where he didn't like the you know the, 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 the exactly. cotton or whatever. Well, they exactly. didn't let him go to L.A. Right. Because they weren't letting dogs in. Yeah. Did you see yeah. him snoring on the last one? And that was a close game against Ohio State. He's getting bored. They're killing everybody. Exactly. Uh, although our man Brett McMurphy did have a good suggestion. The reason why the uh, AFC Championship game has been, if it's new, if it's uh, Bills Chiefs, Chiefs, it will be played at a neutral site, which has now been chosen by the NFL, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And there's a reason why. Brett said because uh, the winner gets Georgia. <laughs> I love that. Back to the old NFL versus the best team that college it's, uh, football has to offer. I mean, it's just so To be classic. fair to PETA, yeah. um, <laughs> English Bulldogs and Bulldogs in general, I believe, are, like, really unhealthy because throughout, like, hundreds of years, humans have been, like, creating them, basically, and they can't breathe, and they're always in pain. Have you seen like, the way those dogs are treated in Georgia? I'm just saying. Yeah. 
Bulldogs yeah. live a rough life. That's we all. have we have we have genetically. What about the one at their... Butler? What about the one at Drake they University? All, like, they just they can't breathe. Why did only and... Georgia get the memo? Uh, it's called publicity. That's true. Well, That's spe- what it's called. You can't yeah. give it. The, you can't give it a breathe it like a like one of those strips. <laughs> CPAP. CPAP. <laughs> yeah, get it. The, get it. The machine. Mask. Breathe right nasal strip. Speaking of uh, speaking of that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of publicity. Uh, let's let's keep it in college football because we do want to also get to the news of Kevin Warren defecting from the Big Ten to the Chicago Bears. But did you guys see this from Popeyes? I did see a, a little bit of yes. what is going down with an NIL action in Popeyes. So if you're familiar with the meme of Colin, I'm going to butcher his last name, Dunerst, young boy at Popeyes when he's like kind of shocked and he's like grabbing his stomach. Well, he is now an offensive lineman at Lake Erie College in in Painesville, Ohio. That's how you know we're old when, like, memes are in high school and college now. And uh, he has now received an NIL deal from Popeyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the fact that he's eating Popeyes, I knew he was going to be a lineman. When I saw the picture, he's going to grow up to be a big boy. Yeah, he's going to be a big kid. All right. And I guarantee you, you want to talk about how far NIL will go? There are – we mentioned – uh, the procreation that will come after a uh, Jaguars win over the Tennessee Titans. The names that will come out of the NIL world that were not necessarily on moms and dads' baby names list before NIL. Oh, Sauce Gardner. People will be working on names like that, nicknames, mm-hmm. of course. That's not like Sauce is his real name, but those names will definitely be taking over our athletic world. Which is not unlike for the- potential deals. It- yeah, I mean, not unlike the babies that will be named Trevor mm-hmm. in the next nine months. Yeah, they yeah, they probably will have those named in honor of. Or Josh, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Doug. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Or Trent. No. 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 Let's call our man Balky. Balky. That's his yeah. Balky. Where are you, Trent? I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Hit the pop off I mean, line. I mean, We're ready for again, you. You look at the last two years. Thank you, Trent. Thank you, Lloyd. You look at the last two years of. Uh, the free agents, man. We went over them. It's hard to criticize that dude. Well, now, I was man. thinking about it. I'm glad you said it uh, in that in that kind of category. And and it, we'll do this later, but why not do it for a minute or two right now? Look at a two year run of all the general managers that this team has had, and that includes Tom Coughlin, because Coughlin went and signed Leon Searcy. Okay, so he's got some guys. Great move, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Have you heard of him? Yeah. He's got some guys that he can put on his free agent resume that he, as a general manager, went out and signed. And he brought in some dudes, some cats. But this back-to-back run that Balky has had, now that you add them all up, and, and what I'm basically pointing to is the resurgence of Rayshon Jenkins, the fact that he has been able to come on and make plays. Roy Robertson Harris has made plays for this football team more so than he did it a year yeah. ago. And you can take a look at the other acquisitions. The combination of last year and this year from a free agent perspective, is it the best one-two year run of free agents? It might be. I mean, mean, we went over and it was probably like, what, two or three that really were busts. Shaq right now is just a big question mark, unfortunately. They paid a lot of money for him. He took his own self out. Yeah, yeah. and they paid a lot of money for him. And there's, uh, you know, that – Back uh, back injury that hasn't really you know been talked about since, but I didn't see him in the locker room Saturday night. I'm I'm just gonna admit it. Like I brought it up when we were the media contingent. We were down at the bank on Tuesday and then yesterday. Yeah, I looked around the media room and I'm like, did anybody see him in there? Mm -hmm. And they were just had you seen him prior? No, 
And, yeah. the, and I mean, I saw him <laughs> once, once in the last two months. And so somebody said, no, PR insists he's in the building somewhere. But like mm-hmm. Ben Barch, Cam Robinson, who's on crutches, mm-hmm. Dewan Smoot, who's on a scooter. They're both yeah. like front and center wheeling, running yeah. around. And yeah, he was nowhere to be found. Well, here's a, Shaq Griffin. I mean, he's embarrassed. He's embarrassed by his situation. And if I was him, I wouldn't come in either. I, if, I, if I still had to get treatments mm-hmm. and the way this team has been played and galvanized itself to, to win the games, I will come in as early as treatment is, probably like 6 in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'll be out there by 7. I, because, I, I, listen, I'm, this is not the same scenario, but when I got hurt with the Ravens and I couldn't play or practice or anything, I didn't. And I was a high-priced free agent when I came out. I didn't, I didn't want to be around the fellas. Right. I mean, because I, I felt like I let them down. Now, that wasn't a situation like with mine because I tore my tricep. Right, but I yours felt like I, I, real. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even I saying my, his I, isn't. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I told my tricep, but you also you, weren't helping the team lose every week. That's true. Yeah, that, that <laughs> is true. Yeah, but yeah, but his situation with the back and everything. I, at least he's he's got to be, and you got paid. Yeah, it's a shame. He's a quality yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, good in zone versus man. He he made plays towards the second half of last season, and they were counting on him. But how, how about the piece uh, going back to the interview? Uh, Mia, that you had in the locker room with Darius Williams, yep. and, and and Darius has basically said, "I'm in my right spot now." Yeah. Okay, and and I've had a lot of a lot of friends and colleagues speculate what was the conversation with Darius Williams and Trent Baalke? Why was he so willing to not only come home for obviously you know mm-hmm. the great taxes here in Florida or lack yeah. thereof, um, but also to move positions after winning a Super Bowl at the outside? And so a lot of people have speculated: was there a conversation of? If things don't work out with X, you will go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Was that a conversation? No, no one knows. Like that, that is purely speculation. But, but it, it, but it well, didn't happen. Well, like they stuck, right they away. stuck her in tray out. Yeah. And they so, did. They tried. And that to con- was uh, just an abomination. Right. They continued to try to fit this square peg into a circle hole, and it didn't work out. Um, I do want to give a shout out to EJ on the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. He says that Trent Balky has earned the right to be the one to slap Big John Henderson <laughs> on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I like that, EJ. Thank you. That yeah. would be incredible. Yeah. One more short note on on, on Shaq Griffin on uh-huh. him being injured. And stuff. When I was with the Ravens, I used to try to get my workouts in early in the morning, right before they did practice, right. Mm-hmm. And Rex Ryan used to come in there with a mask and a gun and tell me that I was a bank robber. <laughs> really? So he don't have to deal with that. Oh. oh, man, Rex was terrible. If you were if you were high priced and you weren't playing, oh, he would. He, he let you he know. He had no problem calling you out. Wow. Hurt my heart when he did that. By the way, real quick, as an assistant, he was doing. Yes, that. as an assistant. The Chargers are ending their practices with crowd noise, pumping crowd noise into yeah. the speakers. Yeah, but 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 if you ask, uh, I don't know, uh, a clueless. Uh, National talk show guy. They said that there isn't any atmosphere here or any noise here at all. Have you checked uh, SoFi when the Chargers are playing? Did you check SoFi when when the, when the Rams were playing? And, and two, no, uh, seven out of every eight fans were wearing 49ers uh, jerseys or right. swag. It was crazy. Uh, by the way, uh, I did crack up when my man Casey uh, texted me earlier when the when the word came out. What was the number? Roughly 64,000 uh, white towels will be passed yeah. out. Uh, for the fans, first 64 that come through there. And he did point out, he goes, how many white jackets do you have? It's going to be 30 degrees on Saturday night, and I don't know a damn person that has anything white cold weather gear-wise, so maybe we'll go teal or black outerwear with that white towel. That could work. If you go teal outerwear, 
with that white towel. I say you dress warm. Yeah. Well, the thing is, who has a white jacket? Right. Well, Penn State typically does it like September or early October. Yeah. Yeah. And also, white is one of their main colors. Yeah. So you just got a white polo on. That's right. Yeah. Exactly how that works. Yeah. But you know, the only white jackets you see are the ones you don't want to see. Right. Come with me, sir. You don't want that. Uh, and so I don't have one. I know that. No, no, Joe. I wouldn't know anything about that, actually. <laughs> but just if you if you can, whatever they tell you, just try and rock the teal and, uh, and get ready for that white towel if you have it. Because what else did they say on the text line design for lifetime enclosures? Are you sure we want to be waving a white towel? Well, so it's funny you say that. I actually just tweeted um, at King Coates E. Speaking of Coates on yeah. Twitter, tweeted at me and said, "I'm so excited. This one can go on my wall at work next to my other one." And he has a 2017 division champs AFC South white towel that I'm presuming uh-huh. was waved and given out at the Bills home playoff game. Mm-hmm. That's nice. What happened at that game? It worked. It, it took worked. a while, but it worked. It's okay. Yeah. They won it, the game. It, it, Thanks it, to Blake. I mean. And I like. I, and he I, who must not be named, but who's counting? Yeah. Well, yeah, he made that play. There is, there is certainly uh, history with him in that moment. He made that play. Uh, to stop, you know, basically stop the the Bills from getting in the end zone. And then there's Ben Koyak. You can put him uh, in in the pride as well. All right, now, uh, Jay in Keystone says, my wife's uncle uh, friends with the people that raise uh, the Ugga Bulldogs. That's kind of cool. That's a nice association to have. Uh, He said uh, they raise the Bulldogs for the university. Let's just say the dogs live a better life than most humans. They are just fine. And uh, I'm sure they get Those those Mm. things, they're treated like – Kings, yeah, like like Frankie every night. It's it's his be- he is living his best life every night. Most dogs are treated like yes! better yes. than most humans. Yes, like like Frankie, because I mean honestly, in JJ, America, dogs are you know yeah. better than humans. Frankie the long haired Dotson <laughs> is is uh, it's true. Nine uh, times out of ten, the, yes, except for uh, Christopher when he uh, sat on that one dog in season four. <laughs> yeah, well, but, you got to go there, man. Yeah, Frankie the long haired Dotson blow season five is fourteen years old. Ahead. Okay, he's fourteen years old. And he probably sleeps, uh, you know, 11, 12 hours a day. Mm. But he will look like a teenage youngster a when he is going for that stick at night. He yes. knows he's going to get himself yeah. a treat, and he is fired up. Dogs love it, man. They do, man. You come through the door, they're the first ones at the door with you. Yeah. Yes. Huh? They always make you feel Other good. companies take forever to come around the corner. <laughs> no complaining. <laughs> no complaining. No nagging. Exactly. Oh. All right, let's get into just a few things to think about for this game. We mentioned uh, the line earlier with DeMarcus Ware, and it's hovering around two points. It can move up, move down, uh, but let's get into some of the keys to the game. We'll do this a bunch tomorrow, but this is a major, major statement game, and we've got a little sound from somebody out there that says, if the other team loses, that head coach should lose its his job. We will get into that coming up. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. Well, before we dive into Jaguars and Chargers with Coach Campo, we're rocking out. You hear one of those anthems for Saturday night now. Mm-hmm. Thursday, XL primetime, but 48 hours, a little over 48 hours away from your very own Tedeschi. Trucks, band, playing the Star Spangled Banner. I love it. What a vibe. And Big John Henderson, in case you're just joining us, will deliver the first Duval. That's taken the internet by storm. Speaking of things that have taken Twitter by storm, uh, Stetson Bennett is currently working as a cashier at Raising Cane's as part of an NIL deal. Um, Apparently, if you're you're listening to us in Athens, I don't know if we have any nooners up there, Mm -hmm. 795 Baxter Street, 
He is apparently uh, serving it up, and totals adding up to 6507 will be especially appreciated. Yeah, that's what they wanted was that tab somehow, some way to get to 6507. They're lining up, too. They got to line out the building. And when it's all said and done, Stetson Bennett, I'm pretty sure his NIL deal, I think it was two or three different uh, uh, businesses or whatever, added up to a mil. Add up to a million. Which is about 12 less than allegedly what a high school kid wants in yeah. Florida. Yeah. And, Stetson uh, Bennett has won two national titles. Yeah, yeah he's, Don't he's proved that it. stuff, proved people. It. It's yeah. not, I mean. Yeah. And he, he proved it on you, campus. Yeah. And you, you know, despite what his career may be professionally, you know there's going to be a Stetson Bennett automobile place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buick, Mercedes, Kia, Cross, and Black. Exactly, here. he's gonna have all kind of names. Instead of printing money, he's melting gold. Yes. I gotta tell you, bro. Right I, I, I think he's playing in the league. I do. Well, I'm, I'm saying he I can play in the league. Well, he can just... play in the league. I'm just saying that while he's in the league and when right. he gets out of the right. league, right, right, right. Stetson Bennett, BMW is coming. A dealership. I, I, I is cannot coming. believe we're actually saying this. But two years ago, I would have laughed. I think he's playing in the league. Yeah, two years ago, you were down on yeah, the JT Daniels. You like you say pull Stetson, who by the way just. Transferred to his fourth team, yeah. Rice. Rice. Wow. We floated. He's out. the one who's going to have to be an accountant or running the pharmacy or something we, like that. You know, we need to ask when we Coach comes on. Let's talk about Stetson, talk about Stetson Bennett, and, and you clobbered us on that too. I mean, look at this. This guy is acquitted himself. He's choosing. Nice. He's proving everybody wrong every time he goes on the field. Yeah, yeah. He, just, he, he makes he, plays, man. Yeah. And, and you know and what? If, I you, always... if you're a coach mm-hmm. in the NFL and you need a backup. He makes plays. Yeah, I always say software plus hardware uh, is what you have to have. He has both. He has the ability to move. He's not the biggest cat by any stretch or the biggest bulldog. He doesn't have the biggest arm. I think yeah. it's good enough. But it's like Gardner, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. If you had so, uh, an out route, uh, who would throw it better? I don't know. Yeah. So is he Gar- Garoppolo? Is what you're saying? I think no. He's I think he's that. Gardner Minshew is what he is. Like he's Gardner. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, because Garoppolo's got a decent starter's record. You start looking at it. Other than the he can run a little that, faster than Gardner too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. He can move. He yeah. can move. Uh, there's well, definitely something to be said for there that. There will be a place for him in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I got three words, three letters for you. X F. No, bro. He. I'm telling you right Stop. now. He will be on an NFL hey, roster. I guarantee it. The Rocker take him. Yep, yep. Before we get back to the Jags, because we do want to hear from Stephen A. Smith from yesterday. He had some thoughts on the Jaguars and Chargers, and we'll hear from that in a second. I do want to address the wolf in sheep's clothes, mm-hmm. our good friend, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, who officially has now taken the CEO role of the Chicago Bears, who have the number one overall pick in this April's NFL draft. It's so strange because I felt like, as bad as he was in the pandemic, and he was bad because he was newly appointed Big Ten commissioner, outgoing Jim Delaney. Who knows how he would have handled it, but Kevin Warren did not handle it well. Wanted to uh, throw out the – go through the exercises of what could be possible and even talked about a spring league. Just all this kind of stuff. It was – he ended up trying to lead, ended up leading from behind. But I wonder what the Bears are thinking. He's a qualified individual when it comes to organizational leadership. I'll only. tell you what they're thinking. What are they thinking? He negotiated a 1.6 annual billion mm-hmm. for, for the their Big media Ten rights network. deal. For the media rights deal for the yeah. Big Ten. Yeah. That's what the, the Bears are seeing the way he orchestrated that media rights deal, that much money, how he convinced everybody in the Pac 12 and the ACC that they were like minds and they were working together to stop the Big Bad Wolf, the SEC, when all along he was the Big Bad Wolf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 11 months after this alliance, he's the guy who stabbed the Pac 12 in the back. And got their two biggest properties. 
So that's what the if I'm the Bears, I'm thinking this guy's shrewd. He's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Let's go get him. Well, that last part was shrewd. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, so was the negotiating for the media rights deal. I mean, that's well, a lot of money. It's so funny. If you sit here and go, who was the shrewdest? Uh, Greg Sankey with the two plucks that he got from the Big 12 or Kevin Warren and the plucks that he got from the Pac-12. It's actually a harder question to answer. Well, those two came to sh- – to, the difference is that Texas and Oklahoma True. came to the SEC. He went and got True, USC True, and but UCLA. I'm just saying – And even then, the, they still had to fight to get UCLA out. Yeah. But at the end, who got better? Oh, who got better? And who did a better job uh, to make harsh, sure it, man, it UCLA is eh. Yeah, but, but Texas and Oklahoma. You mean, are, are you asking both, me which eh. conference got better well, with the with the with the additions? Uh, uh, you know which which commissioner played it better because you all right. Greg Sankey was the first to strike. The story is they Oklahoma and Texas came to the SEC. You might have a different version of that. I don't. No, know. no, that's the story. Okay, I'm just saying that's the story out loud to everybody, not to you. I'm not. I'm not he knows I'm looking at him, but I'm not looking at him when I say that. Um, and so they basically got it, got it to go. Okay, Oklahoma, right. Texas come to the SEC, which made the Big, Twin, Big Ten look around and say, what are we going to do? And they went and they at the very least reacted in a very positive way. Well, he way. tried to get USC and Notre Dame, by the way. Yeah, exactly. If he had gotten them, then that's the, that been, that's the yeah, kill shot. That would have been a major, yeah. major win uh, for Kevin Warren. But in the end, you have two teams that routinely can compete, maybe three, but two at the very least that routinely can compete for a natty, and that's Oklahoma in the SEC, and that's USC in the in the Big Ten. And Oklahoma right now? Mm. I know. I mean, because you, the guy you, that was it, doing you, it just went to USC. It, yeah, it's you at least have to pause a little bit with Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm not saying that you got to fire Brent Venables. All I'm saying is just pause a little bit. That's all. So mm-hmm. Silent Walt just texted Played me that Florida State tough down to the wire. Doesn't he have a great recruiting class? Though? Which is my point to you guys all along about Florida State being in the playoff. Bro, they like could have lost to Florida and could have lost to Oklahoma. Come on. I am curious since my dad just texted me and he asked Matt, who is a front runner to replace Kevin Warren now as the commissioner? I think of Jim the Big Phillips Ten? is the, the current ACC commissioner. That's who a lot of them wanted last time, and they went with Kevin Warren. Mm-hmm. So and, he's and, only been there. If you're for... asking me, would Jim Phillips leave the ACC for the Big Ten? Tomorrow. Yeah, the answer is yes. Yeah. He's only been there for two years? Or maybe. If that. Even, yeah, less than if that. If that. Yeah. Because he did his first inaugural spring meeting. He's the former Northwestern Athletic Director. Brother. Why would you want to leave such a prestigious conference? <laughs> and is, grew up in, in the Big Ten as Big Ten roots. It, it just, Big Ten and, I mean, this yeah. is a little minutiae, but just repeat the right steal amount for Big Ten. And then do you know what it is for the ACC? $1.6 billion annually for the Big, for the for Big, the Big Ten. Ten. And then what would you guess it is? No, that, that's one point six, with all the te- so everybody's got to share that. Sure. So I'm just I'm just saying because of what Jim's close Cole's to 100 million. How much? And the ACC's annually is like about uh, I think last year they got 36, 37. Yeah. Each team. Yeah. So it's just it's much lower. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's not like there's a there are extreme levels right now within the Power Five. Mm-hmm. There's the Big Ten and the SEC, and then there's everybody else, and it's a long drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. We'll find out what happens there. But for the Bears' part in this, uh, they are looking around trying to find answers because they made a coaching change. They made a GM change. They are backpicking number one. Uh, I saw some numbers. Wait, hang about, on one second. Mm-hmm. I told you 1-6. That's the playoff. It's 1-2. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1-2. But it's still over. It's still like 80, bill. Bill, 80 million a year each is what it is. Yeah, but it seems like it's, it's, it's over a bill, and it seems like the ACC was around half a bill. It's not even that. It's yeah, like not even. Maybe a little over 400. Okay, that. that's, what, that's what I was curious yeah. about. Yeah. And so, anyway, it was major. But you take a look at the Bears, and, and Jacksonville is so happy to not be in that situation. If you just think about where this team was and has been, back-to-back picks uh, at number one, 
all the other things that didn't go right for this for this team. That's why we put it out there earlier. Uh, it's just as as good a turnaround in a short amount of time as we've seen here so in the city. He and will does be there, Mark Landis. What he will be. Is that safe to say? Yes, I would agree with that. He's president, there, president, Land? and CEO. He's there, correct. Land, yes. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it, I, I I don't know how it's structured. It's a different. Yeah, it's a different structure right, because yeah. certain. This one is business only for Mark Lamping. Right. The other, uh, the other football offices versus business office. So I don't know if that's how it goes, but. I don't think he's going to have any control of football. Yeah. yeah. I'd be shocked if he had control of football. I would think so, too, because they hired their GM. Yeah. yeah. And so, the, you know, just a different department and all that kind of stuff. But the Chicago Bears, the bottom line is that they are in a, in a hot mess, and this team no longer is in a hot mess. It doesn't appear. Thank goodness. Nice. Thank goodness. Although uh, Stephen A. Smith had some interesting comments on first take yesterday with regards to the Chargers and Jags. I don't know if it's a slight on the Jags or if it's saying it's, more of an indictment on the Chargers. Let's listen to that. If the Los Angeles Chargers, lose this game to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Brandon Staley will be fired, period. He will deserve it, period. In fairness to him, they were 9-8 and eight last year. They're 10-7 this year. So they improved by a game. Here's the problem. There's too many decisions that he's made that's been highly questionable. There's too many times that you found yourself asking, what is he thinking? And Justin Herbert's your quarterback. Can't do that to that kid because one thing leads to another. And if you're going to question the coach's decisions, then you're going to question the maturation process your star pupil is enduring. It was one of the more calm, saner thoughts that Stephen A. has had in a while that I can remember, but it's still BS. It's still still a backhanded slap. It's a total total dig at us. he's, he's, He's insinuating the fact that we should be an easy out. Yes. That's what he's saying. And he's then saying if this, this guy loses this if game, this game. He's saying if this guy loses against, you saw how he said Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it's a dig at us. Yeah, it's a total, a total Los slap. Angeles Chargers yeah. lose this game to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Brandon Staley will be fired. And, and the, the nonsense, the idiotic part of it, is that the Cat has coached 19 victories, 10-win season, 9-win season. One of his two years he's made it to the postseason. We'll have Coach Campo up here in a minute. We'll ask if that's good enough to keep your job. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, they may embarrass themselves. They may be red hot leaving Duval, which is what I hope and wish, but I don't think he should be run out of town uh, after the job that he's done in the short amount of time that he's had the reins. Yeah, I heard some things this week, though, mm-hmm. about in the building. Well, in they LA. don't like some of his decisions, but it's so funny. If you take a look at no, his. No, they don't like. Some of his decisions, there's also some friction, mm-hmm. both with him and with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that from through multiple sources yeah. that are in L.A. Quarterback yeah. always comes out on top. True. That True. If, if there really is what's being reported, if there really is this friction of people in the building aren't a fan of Staley, there's people in the building that aren't a fan of Justin Herbert. I just love how dramatic everybody is these days. It's unbelievable. Every other, well, every other franchise but this one, it seems. Yeah. You, I mean, feelings you remember what we said this summer. Remember when I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and you guys were saying the Chargers, and I was like, yeah. I just watched the NFL Network's top 100, and every other time I looked up, it was a Chargers player. There's so, a lot of good ones. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. So maybe he should be getting more. I don't know. I just know that it's hard to run guys out. It's hard to get good guys. All right. Uh, we've got a good guy coming up. We've got a good guy uh, on, on his way out. Big Sirs. Yo. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. I will. Fired up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. He's got his Snoop Dogg, uh, Snoop Rock. Uh, One more day to the big the big pep rally, yeah. bro. Uh-huh. One more day to the big pep rally. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
I'll you'll, be there. You'll be ready to go. Absolutely. Coach Campo will definitely be ready to go. He's fired up. He's on deck. He's next right here on XL Primetime. is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. We watched him uh, from our like video camera when he's in the green room, Coach Campo, just doing push-ups, uh, pull-ups, chin-ups. I mean, he's just so fired up and ready to go. Aren't you, Coach? Aren't hey, you? listen, it's game week again, and yeah. it's a big game week. Yeah. Which yeah. is right up my alley. Now you're official uh, tailgater, and uh, you're getting prepared for the playoffs. I am. Prepping. I am. This is this is a big, and and this is big for everybody in this community, including people that don't even like football. Right. They're paying attention right. now, which Absolutely. is that's the whole idea of winning. All right. So we've got ten minutes here. So you and I did our Campo and Joe podcast, but just kind of lay out a couple of things that pop first for this game and, and how you see it playing out and how Jacksonville could be successful? Well, first of all, I think it's going to be a tight ball game, and I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring ball game because the offenses on both sides match up pretty good mm-hmm. against the defenses on both teams. So to me, it's going to be a high-scoring ball game, and the defense that really holds serve is going to have the best chance of, of winning the football game. And what I mean by that is – you know, three or four plays can make the difference. If you can get a turnover, two turnovers, uh, if, you, if you hold on to the football and, you, and, and we play pretty decent defense, mm-hmm. I think we've got a great chance to win the football game. So a big question all week, Coach Campo, has been, is the offense stalling out? Or was last week's performance merely a byproduct of they couldn't get the run game going, the Titans have a great defensive front, they were teeing off on Trevor Lawrence. Some people have suggested, well – they struggled against the Texans, which the run game did not struggle. You had all three running backs score touchdowns, so I disagree with that. Um, they weren't at peak performance against the Jets. What do you make of that, especially knowing they're going up against the worst run defense in the NFL and the Chargers? Well, they're playing with house money, which is different than those last two ball games. You could say whatever you want that, uh, you know, the ball game prior, the, the Texan game, they could have run the ball for another 100 yards and, and would have still won the football game. That's just the way it is. This last ball game, all the pressure was on us, the Jaguars. And, you know, that affects how you operate when it's one and done and you have to, you, you are the people that have all these things ahead, winning season, beating the Titans twice, uh, you know, all these different scenarios, playoffs for the mm-hmm. first time uh, since 2017, and not very many playoffs in the history, winning the division. For the first time, only two times mm-hmm. in the history. Well, this game now, they're, they're house money. You know, they're going to be much more relaxed. I think that helps the offense. And I'll tell you right now, the run defense of the Tennessee Titans is nothing to shake a, shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. They're pretty darn good, especially with the inside tackles. And that's how you stop the run. So, I mean, I look at this thing strictly from a, st- a talent standpoint. There's a lot of talent on that team, on that Chargers team. There's a lot of guys in that offense that can stress a defense. The running back, the tight end, both receivers. I mean, we don't know how Mike Williams we're expecting will will be playing. I mean, you're looking at four legit guys that can stress a defense. So it's this is going to be a tall order for this defense, correct? Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's where the matchups. You know, to be honest with you, the matchup situations between their offensive skill guys and our 
defensive guys is in their favor. So there's going to be points scored, but that doesn't reflect turnovers. In other words, running to the football, making some things happen, you know, uh, having a game plan that, that can put some pressure on the quarterback. Those things will determine the ball game from that standpoint. And then on our side of the ball, you know, we have some issues as well. We, we've got to handle – they've got four guys, really, that have got a bunch of sacks, six or more, five or more, I think. And, and you know, they've got Khalil Mack and Bosa on the edges, and those guys are both quality pass rushers. So we're going to have to run the football, which we're going to be able to do. They are not a great run defense. I think they're 28th or 29th in rush defense. Mm -hmm. And they're concerned with Etienne because Etienne is capable of of making it a bad day for them. Uh, We're talking with our head coach, Dave Campo. You can check out Campo and Joe podcast wherever you check out uh, your podcast and on the 1010XL social channels. And the question we had earlier about Brandon Staley, I asked you this question on the podcast, Peterson versus Staley. First off, what do you think about the idea of him getting him getting canned uh, if after two years he's not getting or he loses a big ball game like? Well, that? I don't think he's going to get uh, fired, but I I think that there will be some changes made if they mm-hmm. don't win because, you know, there's been so much talk about how good Herbert is, and what their skill guys can do, that I think the administration and the fans want more than what they've delivered to this point. And if they get knocked out, and again, it's only the first playoff game that Herbert's played in. Right. So there's a little pressure on him there. Yeah. And, and you, know, you, you know, you combine that, there's a chance that there's going to be some, uh, you know, some changes made. But I, I doubt very seriously with a, with a nine-win season and a ten-win season that he's not there next year. Now, if you ask me between the two, between Doug Peterson and Staley, mm-hmm. I'm taking Peterson all day. Because I think he's much more solid in what his philosophy is and, and how he's going to go about, uh, you know, winning and how they approach the game. So I want to go back to the defensive coverage for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We had Darius Williams interview yesterday on the program, and Coach, when I was talking to him on Tuesday, his face lit up when I mentioned his moves to the outside and the stats. I mean, it's like four catches on 14 targets for 26 yards or something like that since he moved back to the outside full time. My question is, though, Darius then went on to praise Trey Herndon and say how great of a nickel corner, a dual corner he is. When they played week three, and granted Darius was in the nickel at that point in time, Keenan Allen didn't play. They were able to really lock down Mike Williams. If both those guys can go, how do you expect that tandem in particular to perform, and how does Tyson Campbell factor into the equation? Well, first of all, if, 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 Mike, if Wilson is – if Williams, Williams yeah. is, is playing – to me, he's the most dangerous one. He's the guy that goes down the field. Keenan Allen is more of a inside, move around, crossing routes, all those kind of things. So if, he, if, if he's on Herndon, that's going to be a little bit of an issue, Keenan Allen, okay? Uh, and Campbell, the, I think they're going to move Campbell around. I don't think he's going to be in the same place all the time. I think he'll move. He'll take Williams probably wherever he is if he's 100%. And there'll be some times when they put him inside, I believe. Uh, it's just, you know, if both of them play, that's a, more of an issue than if only one of them plays. I can tell you that for sure. All right, so I want to I go back to your Peterson Staley comment. I want to attack it from a different way because, you know, we always talk about how coaches are very important in college football because these guys are young. They're developing them. Um, they can be motivated easier in college football, whereas the NFL, it's a player's game. Now, I want to ask you this question as far as Doug Peterson. 
you talked about how he's very focused and very on point, doesn't get off his mark for anything, okay? That kind of environment, even though these players are grown men, they're not college kids anymore, does that change? Because we keep, we keep asking ourselves, how did this happen so quickly? Does that type of environment fuel that type of change? Absolutely, I, and especially in the playoffs. You know, you want to be, you want to be the gunfighter that doesn't flinch. You know, and and a guy that's been there before, a guy that's calm, uh, poised in whatever the situation is. Your team picks up on that. They they pick up on the fact the things like, as an example, the quarterback, he can win it in the fourth quarter. The coach, he's. Cool hand Luke, he's going to be the same. He's going to have a uh, – they, they feel good about his approach. They believe in what he's talking about because it's proven. Right. And, and you look at the Chargers, and they're kind of – even though they're, they won 10 games, they're kind of up and down. One week they look right, good, the right, next week they right. look bad. That has not been the case with this football team under Doug Peterson. One bad ball game, that's it. The rest of them, even though they lost at the end early by making some mistakes that they created themselves, that has been changed. So now this team is a much more solid, do the things that you need to do. It's not the many great plays you make. It's the bad ones you avoid. That's the way this team is playing right now, and that's a reflection on the coaching staff and what they think about the guys that are leading. I love that, by the way. It's not the great plays you make. It's the ones you avoid. Absolutely, and that's the game. You know, if you said to me, what are the two things that give you the best chance to win? you got to win one side of the ball, offense or defense. One of them's got to play lights, lights out, out over yep. the other team. Yep. And, and the second thing is turnovers. Get Win the turnover battle. Those two things give you the best chance to win. And how you do that is a lot of little side things in there. I mean, which is what they did. Last yeah. week, the defense completely so outplayed the Titans, yeah. right? And then they got the turnover. There right. you go. That's and, it. And I don't think we would have guessed defense necessarily. Right. right. But they did. They did. Absolutely. The second half, uh, they would if they could have controlled the second half, the Titans, mm-hmm. they would have won the football game. Yeah. But they couldn't. They couldn't. They, they couldn't run the ball anymore. They had to throw the football. They had to put the ball in the quarterback's hands. And now all of a sudden, exactly right. yep. the game's over. You can't that guy couldn't win it. He couldn't couldn't uh, last to the end. So we talk about the Jags' win streak. Okay, they they're they're coming in as good as you possibly could ask with the number of wins. But the Chargers were also six and six at one point going into December, right. and you could call them a 500 football team, average football team. They also have been able to take care of business and clip off four wins. So who would you think has the hotter hand? Well, I think the Jaguars have the hotter hand for what I've already said. This is they're playing with uh, no pressure. Yeah, you know this is something that's uh, you know makes it a lot easier for them to operate to to go into the football game with confidence. Uh, and, and you know this last ball game, you can say whatever you want about the Chargers losing to to Denver, but that's a factor. Mm-hmm. You know they're not coming in with the same attitude about what's going on because their guys played. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they weren't playing, yeah. you know. And so, to me, I think the edge from a, from a, uh, I said this earlier, the mm-hmm. the intangibles are with us. Do I think it's going to be close? I think it's going to be scoring. I'm going to say 31, 27, something along those lines. I feel that the intangibles will 
overcome some talent deficiencies in certain areas. I've seen a lot of shootouts from the national media in terms mm-hmm. of predictions. The only one that's a low-scoring affair, 13-10 from Bill Barnwell of ESPN. Maybe he's looking at that forecast, Coach Campo, because, I mean, it is going to be in the mid-30s. The Chargers play in the Dome. The Jags have played in cold weather this year. I, you Does it actually – is that an intangible? Is that something we have to talk about? They're playing at home. Yep. It, it doesn't matter. It's North you know, Florida cold, man. That, that's – you know, it's the game of football – you still got to block and tackle. The crowd will be a factor. Get people in there, and you go from there. All right, Coach. Thank you very much. As always, you and I will get a little Instagram and Twitter, Facebook working with some short hits and things to look for. Thank You're you. You're welcome, guys. Coach Campo, as always, bringing it. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Lauren Brooks joins us now. Francis show getting ready to roll. You guys go until 4 o'clock this afternoon, and then we got uh, Jaguars programming to follow. That's right. And, Joe, I think uh, all of Jacksonville joins us in hoping you guys are noon to 2 and we are 2 to 4 for many more weeks to come. Yeah, and they can keep it rolling. It is funny. Today is zero one one two two three. And so I'm like, all right, cool. This is a, you know, a special day. So hopefully we can keep that special vibe, that special feeling. We've got a guy on the text line that says he's been topless at the stadium every time they've won. So he's ready to keep it going. Uh, For men, isn't it shirtless? Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say. And women, it's more topless, I, as right? I said that, Joe, I but was I like, would rather <laughs> see the latter instead of the former. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that well. I can understand. Uh, well, depending uh, on how in shape the, you know, no. the fellow is. Like no, 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 never, actually. Oh, never. Uh, he, uh, he goes, the Jags are 3-0 at home Three and oh at home this year when I take my shirt off uh, <laughs> up there in section 405. Let's go. I do see the big 16-ounce Bud Light can, so I'm going to allow it. I mean, I guess, what do they say? Like, Vaseline is what they put on when yeah. it's super cold, so... Bring the Vaseline this time. <laughs> or just wear say? layers, like thirty mid thirties, like in no, other parts. No, but if he if oh. he's oh, going, if he's going yeah, if he's going yeah. in the superstitious mode, he's yeah. saying right. he has to be shirtless. So I'm just saying Get maybe some Vaseline. Yeah. yeah, insulate yourself. All right, what's what's going <laughs> That's on? That's like I can't even imagine yeah. this. Uh, we will continue the Jaguars Chargers talk, and uh, you know, just so excited for this city and everything that uh, that this game brings and. Look, it, we're going to have, I think, the most energy for a Duval since maybe Baselli had the Duval earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, big John Henderson. All right, Lauren, thanks. Thank you. We appreciate Lauren. it. We'll be looking forward to it. Looking forward to the pep rally tomorrow with the Frangie Show. Dick's Wings at San Pablo in Beach. Uh, we mentioned Bud Light. First 100 Bud Lights are on the house. Uh, they will be bringing prizes. What do we have prize-wise? Because oh. we've got a lot of stuff that people yes. can – Plan on being at Dick's Wings at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon with the Frangie Show. Indeed. So here's just a sampling of what will be featured at Dick's Wings tomorrow. Again, it's the one in the shopping plaza, if mm-hmm. you know where, um, whatchamacallit, what's called church? Yeah, 1111. Yes. Not 311. Not 1122. 1122 is a band. 311. We're coming up with numbers I like that here. band. We're 1122 as it's yeah. in that shopping plaza. Uh, pair of tickets to the Saturday's game. That will be raffled off. Autographed merchandise from the Jaguars will be raffled off. First 100 Bud Lights on the house. Shout out to Joe C. The Jags, 1010, Bud Light, and Dicks will also all be giving away free swag and, of course, plenty of special guests, a live broadcast of the Frangie Show, food, beer, I did, uh, I did secure First another. First 100? 
Yeah, first 100. He uh, might have to change his name to NFJ instead of NFG. You yeah, know that, right? Yeah, the original NFG knows what knows what he's doing. All they right. also shot me a picture, which I'll tweet out, of a Bud Light Yeti cooler that they will be giving Ooh, away as well. Now we're you talking. gave away one of those before. Yeah, we did at the Tennessee Gator watch party exactly. before uh, everything in Gainesville went south. Yeah, so Bud Light Yeti cooler will be up for grabs tomorrow afternoon. We are out. Uh, the Frangie Show is next. Just keep enjoying all of Duval.